Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The Florida Supreme Court is asked to reject a deceptive and misleading abortion amendment. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, Matt, there's a lot going on right now in Florida regarding the sanctity of human life. We're waiting on the Florida Supreme Court to rule on the 15-week ban. Prayerfully, they will and then the six-week ban will go into effect. And also, we also recently filed a brief in opposing this amendment that would codify unrestricted abortion in the Florida Constitution. Yeah, there's two things going on right now. There is a 15-week abortion ban that was passed by the legislature in 2022 that was challenged by Planned Parenthood and ACLU that is, uh, and others, and that's at the Florida Supreme Court. We filed two amicus briefs in that case. One to argue that the 15-week abortion ban should be upheld, and mm -hmm. two, to argue that the terrible decision going back to 1989 called NRAE-TW, in regards to TW, which are initials for the individual minor in that case, NRAE-TW, that case should be overturned. And we prevail at will because right now Florida is a sanctuary state for abortion, and that's horrific. And that's why, because of this 1989 right. case, because it made Florida as or more liberal mm -hmm. than Roe v. Wade. And so when the Dobbs decision overturned Roe v. Wade in 2022, it didn't have any effect on Florida. So the other surrounding states that had laws that restricted abortion, they then um, were passed. Florida has its own problematic uh, Florida Supreme Court opinion going back to 1989, which needs to be overruled. That law is being challenged under this 1989 decision, the 15-week abortion ban. So we're arguing that the 15-week abortion ban should be upheld and a second brief that the Florida Supreme Court should overturn the 1989 NRAE-TW case. Then, in addition to that, uh, if the Florida Supreme Court upholds the 15-week abortion ban, and certainly overturns the 1989 decision, NRAE-TW, the six-week abortion ban that's already passed immediately goes into effect. So that's your heartbeat bill. Right. That would go into effect right away. But at the same time, the groups such as Planned Parenthood, the ACLU, and others, they're working on gathering signatures for mm -hmm. a citizen initiative to amend Florida's constitution, to put abortion in the constitution itself. You know, and it's all very deceptive, I might say. The proposed amendment is sponsored by a group called Floridians Protecting Freedom. Now, that sounds kind of freedom-like, but it is very deceptive because they're a part of ACLU, Florida Alliance of Planned Parenthood Affiliates, and other groups that support the termination of unborn children through unrestricted abortion on demand. Yeah, I mean, even the name Floridians Protecting Freedom is deceptive when their objective is to protect Floridians' access to abortion as a reproductive health care. That's their ultimate goal. And That's not protecting the freedom of unborn children. To have abortion <laughs> yeah. through all nine months. Right. So Liberty Council, we filed a brief on behalf of an entity that is the Floridians Against Extremism, 
And uh, that organization is what we are representing at the Florida Supreme Court. We just filed our brief. And in Florida law, whenever you have a citizen's initiative, the initiative has to comply with certain criteria before it's actually put on the ballot for a vote. And the Florida Supreme Court has to decide whether it meets that criteria. Whether the court agrees or disagrees with the substance of the amendment is not an issue before the court. What is an issue is, does it comply with the requirements? And one of the requirements is, it cannot be deceptive. It has to be clear and unambiguous. So people, when they go to the ballots and they vote, it has to be clear and unambiguous what they are voting for or what they are voting against. It can't be deceptive. It's got to be clear and unambiguous. The second thing is, it can only address one subject matter at the same time. For example, it can't have two things right. that you're voting for. You might support one, but not so much the other. You've got to have just one single subject. And so our brief argues that it fails both of these. Yeah, it's all very vague. I mean, the proposed amendment would prevent the state from regulating all pre-viability abortions and all abortions that a vague and undefined quote-unquote health care provider may deem quote-unquote necessary to protect the woman's health. And the amendment also leaves the, term, leaves the terms necessary or health purposely undefined and vague. So that conceals that the true purpose is to confuse Florida voters and create an unrestricted right to abortion at all stages of pregnancy up to birth. Well, first of all, even before you begin with the language, uh, you look at the title of the amendment, Amendment to Limit Government Interference with Abortion. So that's politically charged from the mm -hmm. very beginning. That automatically says, well, I don't want the government to interfere. So it conjures up an emotional response as opposed to a dispassionate overview of what this is about. So the title of it is actually deceptive from the very get-go. Then you right. get to the language, and the language says this. This is what they want to add to the Florida Constitution. Quote, no law shall prohibit, penalize, delay, or restrict abortion before viability or, big or here, when necessary to protect the patient's health as determined by the patient's health care provider. This amendment does not change the legislature's constitutional authority to require notification to a parent or guardian before a minor has an abortion. Close quote. That's it. So let's break this down. Yeah. No law, that means nothing, can prohibit, penalize, delay, or restrict abortion before viability or when a health care provider says it's necessary to preserve the health of the patient. So health care provider is not defined. So a health care provider is anybody. Right. So you could have a cosmetologist, um, a dentist. I mean, things like that I think are happening in California right now where not particularly doctors are doing abortions. That's right. So a health care provider not being defined as a medical licensed physician right. means anybody who provides health care, even right. alternative health care. Those kinds of broad definitions is opening up this far beyond abortion 
is now in Florida. And, and well, as to protect the patient's health, well, define that. Do you talk about to protect the patient's emotional health, physical health? Because health is not defined either. Financial health. And when you go back, for example, we argue in our brief, Doe versus Bolton, the companion case to Roe v. Wade on January 22, 1973, used the word health, and it used the word health from the World Health Organization definition of health, which is not just physical health, it's physical, emotional, sociological, financial, economic. It's anything, anything that falls under the rubric of health, which is everything. So right. health not being defined, healthcare provider not being defined, necessary not being defined, and delay. How can you say no law can delay an abortion, but then say you can still have parental notification? Somebody could say, well, that parental notification caused a delay in the abortion. But the amendment says no law can delay an abortion. No law can restrict an abortion. So that means clinic regulations. Uh, someone would argue, well, that's causing burdens to have health procedures and processes and cleanliness at the abortion facility, that's restricting, that's delaying, that could be argued that would be contrary to the first provision. So what we have here is, and they come up and they say, well, oh, this doesn't affect the 15-week abortion ban. Huh. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yes, it does. Because it says, or when necessary to protect the patient's health as determined by the patient's health care provider. In other words, abortion on demand through all nine months up to the time where the baby takes its first breath out of the womb. And this would also require funding of abortion. This amendment is radically deceptive. It's false. And don't forget the conflict with the federal per partial birth abortion ban act. Yeah, good point, because Whoa. this would actually conflict with a federal law uh -huh. that bans partial birth abortion in all 50 states. Right. And yet under this provision that would be a direct conflict with federal right. law. So we're dealing with a lot of issues here. Like you mentioned before, that violates the Florida Constitution's single subject requirement. We've got all these different subjects, all vague, going on in one proposed amendment. So please pray for the case because uh, this will be argued at the Florida Supreme Court at some point in the future. And our argument will be, and I'll present the argument for uh, Liberty Council, that this should never be placed on the ballot that it should be stricken before it even goes to the ballot. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash life. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.